Okay, this is uh, Rashawn Myers, Main Event Sports Show, uh, coming to you live with my man Clay Dade, um, one of my uh, good friends on the uh, AAU and Prep Hoop circuit. Um, and uh, Clay, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing great, Rashawn. Thanks for uh, having me. It's uh, another day in the summer, a uh, hot summer of basketball. And, you know, it's July, what, July 3rd. We're on the cusp of the 4th of July weekend, so we're all uh, obviously in holiday mode right now, but we're all hungry for more basketball. <laughs> no, hey, no doubt. You know, and me, this is my – I love basketball. Everybody knows I love basketball. That's, you know, kind of where I got my start. That's my love, uh, being from the state of Kentucky. That's always been our biggest thing. But, man, when I started, you know, doing the whole prep hoop circuit, um, you know, heading to places like the uh, Bob Gibbons uh, Tournament of Champions, back in the day when it was the real <laughs> big tournament, um, you know, that's kind of where I cut my teeth. And I know you are big on the AAU circuit. And here locally, while everybody loves recruiting, everybody loves um, everything that goes on with summer basketball and, and the recruiting aspects. A lot of people don't know a lot about it, so you were the first person I thought of, you know, that has kind of a, a different perspective on summer basketball in general and some of the things that go, that, you know, that go on behind the scenes. So just wanted to kind of um, grab some of your thoughts on that. Oh, I'd love to. Love to, uh, love to uh, you know, give any kind of input. And, uh, you know, I've been, been in this for 21 years grassroots basketball, high school basketball recruiting and working uh, also with NBA teams and college programs and college coaches there. So I've seen a lot and been involved in a lot and, uh, you know, know a lot of people and, and I'm always happy to, uh, you know, give a little, maybe a little different perspective, but just uh, some experience and based on my experiences and background. And, and of course, just like you, I love basketball and I love, uh, you know, well, what it gives these kids and what it gives fans, and, you know, uh, there's a lot that goes on, and you know, there's a lot that people don't see that goes on. So. Well, definitely. We appreciate that. Well, Clay, let me just go ahead and get it started. If you can, just give everybody your own personal bio, kind of your history, some of the things that you've been involved with, um, you know, and, and what you have going on right now. Well, I'm uh, the creator of the Junior All-American Camp, Fab Frog Camp, so called the Freshman All-American Camp, and Super Soft Camp. Uh, I, uh, I'm president of the sports marketing company, Hoop One, that uh, controls and organizes and operates those properties, those events. Uh, like many companies around the country uh, uh, or businesses, uh, that put on tournaments and different kinds of events throughout the year. Uh, we've been doing this for over 20 years at the high school level, and, and now, uh, you know, for the past nine years, our core, nine or ten years, our core uh, target market or target demographic has been the pre-high school uh, prospects as well as, you know, one or two years in high school. And, uh, you know, our sweet spot really is to make impact, identify, make impact for those uh, younger developing players, uh, those who have shown potential and, and uh, elite uh, projectors, elite uh, prospects, and elite talent, um, and identifying them as well. So that's kind of uh, what we're known for. My background, I played, uh, obviously played basketball from a young age. I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. I uh, was fortunate to play with and around uh, some great players. You might remember names like Johnny Dawkins and Lenny Bias and, oh, yeah. and uh, Adrian Branch and 
uh, from Washington, D.C., in the D.C. area like myself. Uh, but, uh, you know, know a lot of people, and uh, basketball has, uh, has been a great, uh, uh, you know, vocation for me and profession, and, and uh, was fortunate enough to be a high school All-American in the East Catholic League playing in that uh, renowned league. I think you have a player coming from that league that Louisville yeah. ULL just uh, got a commitment from uh, uh, in B.J. King, um, who plays with uh, one of the great programs in the D.C. Catholic League at Paul Six. Uh, we call it PBI. Uh, he's a fantastic young man and a fantastic talent player. And it's from a great family, I should mention. But um, so I come from a very rich background in Washington, D.C., with not only great talent and players, but great coaching, uh, like the Hall of Fame high school coach, uh, Morgan Wooten, uh, who is still uh, in the D.C. area and uh, made such a huge, immense impact on so many of us coming up as young players, uh, like many kids we see today, and with his camps and his coaching at the famed Damatha High School. Uh, so uh, we used to go to his camp every year as young players. And so uh, you know, I used that experience to kind of guide me all through my high school career playing. In college, I was fortunate to play in the ACC at Wake Forest uh, for a little bit. And I was a point guard and then went on to play, uh, that was in the 80s. And then went on to uh, finish up my career at Winthrop University. And a lot of people out there may be familiar with Winthrop because that's where Greg Marshall, the uh, super successful Wichita State coach, uh, took Wichita State to a Final Four. That's where he started and uh, had that great run uh, through the 90s and the 2000s at Winthrop, uh, running off about eight or nine or ten uh, NCAA tournament appearances at Winthrop. So, um, of course, I was before him. I was before he became coach there, but had a great career there. And, and uh, you know, after college, I just was deciding what I wanted to do. Uh, wasn't good enough, I don't think, to play professionally. I thought I was a pretty good player. Probably could have pursued it overseas somewhere. But, you know, uh, I uh, got the bug for working in basketball, uh, whether it be coaching or working in uh, the business of of sports and the business of basketball and, you know, got a break early in my career and was able to, uh, uh, you know, go on and get a master's in sports management, sports marketing, and use that to uh, work with some groups and then started my own company, uh, which, uh, which, you know, now we're in our, as I said, our 21st year. And, uh, you know, we always, uh, I think we always are moving in an innovative direction. We uh, done so many things over the past 20 plus years. Uh, during the impact lines and impact basketball and be a steward of the game. So uh, I've worked with a lot of folks, uh, including the NBA. I used to be a scout with them and have worked in uh, uh, you know, uh, those capacities, uh, working as an advisor to everybody in the business, from coaches to USA basketball, unofficially USA basketball, and so many others in helping to comment on talent or identify talent, attending all the right events and being visible and so forth. So I work in the business, as they say. Yeah, no. Uh, that's kind of a capsule of me. No doubt, no doubt. So needless to say, you're a good person to talk to about everything that's going on here with summer basketball. And, and, and it is so funny um, because, you know, of course, we have the uh, AAU Nationals that will be coming up here uh, July 21st through the 27th here in Louisville for the second year. 
uh, now with that great event coming, uh, moving up from Orlando uh, here locally. And, um, you know, I, I just wanted to kind of put a spotlight on AAU and kind of show people the other side of that. So, you know, clearly with your resume, your involvement, your history, uh, you're a great guy. Uh, to ask about some of those types of things. Uh, so let me just ask you, though, just just to get it started, um, um, with your involvement um, in the AAU, I, of course, everybody hears AAU and, you know, even watching the U19 uh, game today for Team USA, they kind of talked a little bit about um, um, the AAU scene and how, it, you know, some people say it's kind of destroying basketball and destroying fundamentals um you know kind of what has been your involvement with aau and just kind of some of your general thoughts on the aau program in general you know i i don't i don't have much involvement directly in aau uh basketball so we'll call it any event so i guess the real term uh for a more accurate uh description uh is grassroots basketball um you know, the circuit play, as they call it, uh, because it's not all limited to just the AAU, the actual AAU. You have right. hundreds, maybe thousands, thousands of tournaments around the country that that some characterize as AAU basketball. Those tournaments are run by independent operators. Uh, sometimes they're run by, you know, actual uh, club organizations that are teams. Um, you know, uh, but just like the, the Louisville Legends are a team, or just like the Louisville Magic are a team, most teams may or may not participate in actual AAU events and mm. competitions, but they do play in various tournaments around the country, just like hundreds of thousands of other teams, uh, what we call club teams or non-scholastic uh, grassroots basketball teams. Mm. Uh, some, many, uh, are aligned with the three or four different shoe companies, Under Armour, Nike, uh, Adidas. All three of those have what they call circuits. So in, within those sneaker companies or shoe companies, they have uh, uh, distinct circuits where their group of 40 or so teams are, are kind of in their family and they play in their own league or in their own circuit play which, of course, Rashad, you're familiar with, and, and oh, some yeah. or many out there that are listening might also be familiar with it. So these are where, you know, a lot of the better or more elite kids and prospects and talent tend to gravitate gravitate to and participate. And um, although I don't have much direct involvement, I am, you know, observant and, and attend all of the events that, that – uh, you know, that these teams and kids participate in just because I work in the business and it's part of what I have to do. And so I am a close observer um, and, and somewhat of a stakeholder, if you will, in that. And so I can comment on the structure and the and current uh, infrastructure of United States grassroots, grassroots basketball and high school basketball. And I like to say, AAU basketball, uh, quote-unquote, uh, you know, it's not all good and it's not all bad. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the not all good part is that, yes, it's true. There are some trade-offs in the development of our players and the development of our game, the American basketball game, uh, that have fallen by the wayside because of the current model, uh, which many have tried to, 
compared to current models. And I think there have been some gains over recent years. We see the new leagues that have been shaped and formed by the two companies that are aforementioned, like the Nike EYBL, which is the Elite Youth Basketball League, which I think on its face is a good idea. Um, you know, it still provides access and opportunity for players, uh, but it has some structure to it. It makes things more competitive, which means teams have to practice. Uh, it's not just, uh, you know, going out every weekend and just throwing together, you know, uh, an event. And so there's there's something to play for. There's some purpose and meaning to it. And so, um, you know, I think that part is good. Um, the downside of many of uh, much of what's, you know, been uh, criticized, uh, some of it valid, uh, much of it valid, and that is that, once again, you know, there's too much of it. There's too many events. I, I believe there are too many events. Uh, while while having so many events creates a lot of opportunity and access points for players all over the country. So, in other words, uh, a kid in Utah uh, that may not, you know, be able to play with a Louisville Magic or play in the same event as a, as a, as an AAU team from California or from Louisville or from New York or wherever. Well, you know, having events in Vegas draws, you know, draws the kid from Utah and gives him that opportunity or or that he may not otherwise have. And whether it means opening him up to uh, scholarship opportunities and being seen by college coaches and being seen by, you know, writers and, and those who cover the game and, and write about it and, and uh, produce content, um, that's one thing. But just literally playing, just Playing is a good thing. Um, so that kid in Utah, whether or not he winds up at BYU or Utah or not, or even Weber State or Utah State, because in the end, every kid can have the opportunity to just go play um, and, and play in an event, play with the club team, and play somewhere so they can play the game of basketball and play against the competition and be coached and, and all of that. So that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what quote-unquote AAU um, So those aren't bad. Um, the other good parts are the fact that, um, uh, you know, it creates travel opportunities. Let's be honest. You know, if you're 15, 16, 17, that's an incredible opportunity to go travel 
transfer tournament, you get to go see, you know, uh, some incredibly historic places like uh, uh, Bourbon Street and, and um, you know, uh, Katrina uh, monuments, and, you know, Washington, D.C., going to see the monuments and the museums and all that. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, these are some incredible opportunities. So there's good and bad. No doubt, and I definitely agree with you on that. Now, uh, you know, uh, kind of going back to that question on those fundamentals, I think, you know, me personally, my thoughts have always been that what's been hurt more, even more so than the guard and the wing position, has been the big man position to where you see a guy like Jalil Okafor used to be that most big men had those type of solid fundamentals, and now he's more the exception than he is the rule. So you see a lot more of the DeAndre Jordans, the um, Dwight Howard's the guys that are more athlete than they are polished post player. Um, you know, do you think that because they play so many games and there's so much travel basketball and it's just more an emphasis on just running up and down the court, uh, you know, trying to get position to rebound uh, and dunking a basketball? Do, do you think that maybe the big man game is hurt? maybe the most by playing so many games and, and kind of that loss of that summer summertime used to be where you would get with your high school coach or get with uh you know your team in the summer and really improve your skills do you think that is something that maybe needs to be looked at and maybe scaled back a bit because there are so many events yes i do absolutely i felt that way for a long time and i think uh there have been a lot of factors that have contributed to the current state one mm-hmm. um the uh, more restrictive uh, policies and recruiting guidelines and uh, around summer basketball uh, handed down by the NCAA that affect uh, domains outside of the NCAA's offices. For example, the NCAA legislation now basically uh, or essentially covers down into middle schools. So they've made uh, recruitable student athletes uh, are defined as early as or as being, you know, seventh graders on up. So in other words, um, for example, in 2007 when we started our middle school camp, uh, the first All-American camp, junior All-American camp, we had what we thought was a novel idea, something that, uh, as somebody that grew up in the in the early to mid 80s, was a staple uh, throughout the 80s and the 70s in the development of um, young youth in high school basketball talent, and that is college coaches working camps like Five Star, the original Five Star that right. we went to uh, in Pennsylvania, New York, or wherever, and college coaches would be there working the camp as counselors because, one, and Rick Pitino was one. Rick yeah. Pitino was, was, if he wasn't my coach, Cal Perry was, but again, but can you imagine being 15, 16, and, and going Going to, going to a camp like that where everybody comes in around the country and you're being coached by a current college coach. Well, we know these two guys will go on to be super successful in national championships and be, you know, uh, uh, you know, famous and, and uh, Hall of Fame, basketball Hall of Fame members. Well, it wasn't always like that. They started just like every other coach. They cut their teeth as um, camp counselors as young coaches learning the game, and so but they were college coaches on college coaching staffs in the 80s. And so there was a there was incredible value having your best coaches in your game um, working, you know, with your your best tap developing talent at the high school level back then. And there was no um, there was 
as we say, underdeveloped or when they get to when they get to college in the NBA, even in the NBA, but certainly when they get to college, you know, a lot of the coaches there in college in the NBA, you wouldn't believe it, but they're almost starting from scratch. They they, they have to kind of go back to some rudimentary fundamental things that they they never thought that kids would arrive there so lacking and so um, in need of, and and it's not just the hard skill part. Right. It's the brain part. It's the IQ and the time to score, knowing what to do when, how to play, and understanding concepts, basic principles and concepts that aren't being taught. The other thing you have to remember, Rashad, is you got a lot of club teams, AAU, so-called AAU, quote-unquote teams, that are being coached by, whether from a young age or all the way into high school, they're being coached by, by adults who are really fans of the game. You know, they're either former players and, you know, played maybe a little high school basketball or college or, or maybe no college, and they're always parents. Always mostly parents who either have a kid that plays or it's, you know, and coaches who really haven't spent the time to develop themselves uh, through coaches' clinics or through um, opportunities to get what we call professional development. If you're going to be working with kids and have a stake in their development of players, you're going to know more than just how to get in the gym and work on their, work on a kid's shooting and ball handling and put them through all these test uh, I mean, uh, uh, trainings that they have now with all the specialized training with the, the jumping and the, and the speed and the footwork and all that. You've got you to get in there and teach the game, teach about spacing, teach about rotation, defensive rotation, teach about, you know, basic principles and concepts or some advanced. Get yourself to some coaches' clinics. Um, if, it costs, if, it has, if it means you have to pay a little money to know, 